Cartwheels, to be honest. Yeah, he is back. Yes. But do you want to explain to the people why you've disappointed them? Well, there's many reasons why I've disappointed yeah, but there's, them. There's three very good reasons why I've disappointed them. So many to choose from. Yeah. But one is no fake boobs, no fake boobs, and you've still got a penis. Well, you know, the op got delayed, so. Unbelievable. I, know. Sorry, I promised guys. them the reason you were off was sex change. And look what you've done. You come back. You've offended them. You've offended the trans community. You've offended so many people. There's, there's some look delays at you, there with you. White male privilege keeping it like they were. They couldn't get the the breast implants large enough for me. They <laughs> were trying get the biggest one. They were trying to get them imported, and there was just some weight restrictions on it. <laughs> and yeah, got caught by customs. They're they're holding it for a bit. Did you want them under the muscles when they're like, bro? you too jacked to have it under the, the muscle. That's exactly what they said, We'd yeah. have to delay it. Yeah, and then, you know, with the whole operation of splitting the penis, they were like, there's not enough penis to split. <laughs> it's, like, it was, it's really girthy, but not long enough, so you'd have to have a really wide, short <laughs> vagina. That's you'd be like a yeah, slut who couldn't do anything. Yeah, that's exactly what they were telling me. And I was like, I don't care, I want it anyway. The mangina. Yeah. A wide mangina. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Well, thanks for telling everyone that. Yeah, Appreciate you're welcome. That. No, as well, you know, honesty is key. Exactly. Yeah, honesty is the best policy. <laughs> I, uh, I don't want to delay. I just want to get a, a little bit of alcohol in me. To be honest, I'm, I'm still a little bit flued Ooh. up. Yeah, if you didn't have a blackout, I cut it out. I chose to. If not, uh, all we did was open a Glenfiddich twelve-year-old's little miniature, and um, I said that it was sweet because I'm a full-grown adult male. Yeah, sweet as in. Cute. That's so lovely. But it would make a really nice stocking filler. Mm. You can see it on there. But the bottle is as the actual big bottle is. Um, and it comes in this little container, little tube. So And it's all like, it does, it looks it, it looks high-end, that, it, doesn't it? Yeah, I was going to say, it looks exactly the same as, as the, the big, big bottle. Just literally small. shrunk down. Yeah. What I was saying, cool. I wish the miniatures put little corks in because it would be... It'd be cool. And then I said it'd make a sweet little gift. And then... Okay. Have a little cheeky one. Oh, oh look at that. Isn't it nice? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, there's actually quite a nice... And then you said... Yeah, oh, there's got to be an advent calendar for, like, whiskey lovers. And it's yeah. just literally load of little miniature miniature whiskeys. Surely that exists, right? Oh, must it. I swear, like, I had something last year that was something whiskey-based. I'll have a look. It was definitely look yours. Yeah. I'll get you a whiskey when you get me a rum one. There we go. Okay, I'll hunt one down. Yeah, jobs are goosh. So, 12 years aged, Glenfiddich, single malt, against Lewis's... Couldn't Fireball. be cheaper... <laughs> ignite, ignite the night. <laughs> Fireball. It's not even. I don't liqueur. I don't even know what that is. It's. It's basically. Good. It's, it's like party juice. Oh, hold on. I, I remember this smooth liqueur. It's got a devil yeah. on the front. You know. It's, yeah. You know. It's whiskey with it's a fiery quality. kick of red hot cinnamon. Tastes like heaven. Burns like, like hell. <laughs> It's basically the sweets you used to have as a kid. Those red, they came in a yellow packet and they're a red ball oh, of sweets. So fucking good. They're tasty, man. But that literally tastes like those sweets. That's dangerous stuff, that is. That is, that stuff is 15 years old, got hold of it, you're all going to throw up later. Yeah, you're all getting hammered. And- 100% going to throw up. Especially the one who thinks it's tasty and starts drinking it like it's literally candy juice. Oh, it is, though. It is candy juice, yeah. Do you remember the first time you ever got drunk, drunk? No, I was. Mine was on. Whiskey. I remember the first time I got like, mm. was it the first time? 
That is good. That is really good. Mm. I remember one time I drank, a, you know those, are they two litre bottles of Strongbow? Oh, you know, the yeah, big bottles were, of strong they were at least litre. I think they were two litres. I yeah. was still at primary school and I got hold of a, a bottle of that and over the course of the night drank it. Over the I, course of the night? That's pretty, like, keeping it Well, I was keeping well, it sorry, steady. I, Fair play. Most was, people would be. Well, it was probably a couple hours. It was oh, being, I, was, I, was yeah. at, I was at fucking primary school, so I wasn't, like, out oh, like, but my, everyone I hung around with, with, they were all a few years older, so uh, they were early uh, secondary school. And uh, I just remember... Throwing up in the the toilet in the, the the like at my mum's old house. There was the main bathroom was downstairs, but then upstairs was just a single toilet, just a small little toilet and a sink. That's all it was. You couldn't really like get in there, but I'd like was <laughs> I fell asleep with my head in the bowl, yeah. and then my mum came in in the middle of the night and just put a blanket over me. <laughs> just but left me there. I woke up, my jaw was like around the back of my head because I've been like. <laughs> Lying like that all night. Oh, absolutely horrendous. Did you well, get punished? Nah, nah. What? She was really chilled. She, I, she let. She's oh, like, she probably bought me. She probably enough. bought it. Me. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I used to. Yeah. It was very, very relaxed childhood. Yeah, so sounds like. I was allowed to drink. Well, how old were you then? I was definitely. It was tail end of primary school, so yeah. like. So mine was the same, 11, but mine was a maybe. different level. So tail end of primary school, friends' parents went out. We all went around to his house. It was about eight of us. And then somebody thought it was a clever idea to like have a little slug of the whiskey from mm. his dad's cabinet. And I can't remember what it was. I really can't. I wish I could remember exactly what it was. But it was That's It was definitely something worth some money because I'll tell you what, we'll find out later. So we were all having the swigs of these this whiskey. Obviously, and we were drinking because we were kids. We were doing like orange juice swigs. Yeah. You know what you do? Like, yeah. Yeah. burns, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then... Uh, Proceeded to pull his living, his sofa into the middle of the living room and then hurdle it back and forth for no reason whatsoever, just running and hurdling the sofa. Yeah. Because there's probably two girls there, and that was how you impressed them at 12 years old. Yeah. You ran at, and jumped over stuff Look at my fast. athleticism. Yeah, check out my athleticism. And then slugged in a little bit of whiskey after you'd done four or five jumps to probably, I don't know, some kind of jungle music. Yeah. <laughs> and so we this carried on for probably the early hours of the evening until his parents started to come back. And then I remember it was still light when I was walking home. So it was going to be summer, so it must have been before 10 ish. Yeah. Probably it was probably more like eight, nine o'clock heading back. And, uh, but prior to going back, we were like, we'd gone through a bear with this whiskey. Yeah. And his dad was, you know, when someone's dad isn't cool. Yeah. And they're a bit of a hard ass, but not in a cool way. Not like hard ass, but also takes you out to shoot stuff with a bow and arrow. Yeah, a bit he, like just dull. He was just a dull, cardigan wearing dick. Yeah. And everything was just serious. Yeah. And I won't say who it is, but that person whose son it is, who had some real gifted athletic ability, has grown up to be a What, fat, in terms of like melty jumping sofas, oh, like freaky well? No, he, he was freaky and like he had, he was muscly at, at like 11, 12 years old, like had big thighs, like muscled split thighs and stuff at 12. Yeah. Like he was, he could, he should have been doing something like rugby or football like he should have 100 percent. that should have been his focus like yeah. he should have dialed him into doing that and because his dad was a fat cardigan wearing dick not like o- obese fat just like he just did, did sits in a chair goes to work comes back sits in a chair like and grumpy all yeah. the time even the dog was a dick like it was a spring of spaniel and it used to nip everyone and nobody put the fucker down all right yeah horrible thing it was 
I always feel like they're the people that make other people hate dogs as well. Like people who don't like dogs, it's because you met someone who was a dick with a dick dog. Yeah. It's not, dogs are awesome. Yeah. How can you not like dogs? Like they, they, they love their, your dog's downstairs right now. Yeah. Your giant hellhound is downstairs now snoring it up like a little two-year-old baby. Just yeah. <laughs> yeah, five months old, but he does not look like he's a baby, right? He's been here two hours. He's lost a tooth. He's yeah. bit an elephant in the face. He's had some raw meat and now he's snoring. He's yeah. a good time. Yeah, he's like 35 kilos already. <laughs> he's the size of a Labrador. Yeah. And he's how old? Five, just at five and a half months-ish, something like that. It's ridiculous. Uh, he's yeah. already the size of most people's full-grown dogs. Mm-hmm. And he's still got a good, what, another... Oh, he'll double in weight. He'll get to a minimum of 70 kilos. Shh. How long is that going to take? That'll be a, that'll probably take him till like two. Two? Yeah. yeah. Well, maybe, this... maybe two and a half. We'll get back to the hellhound. So prior to yet leaving, what we did, we noticed that, that Dick Dad's whiskey was noticeably now lower. Oh like, how are we going to... Yeah. So we filled it up with water. Which to the eye doesn't make it look any different. Yeah. So as kids, we were like, visual problem solved. Yeah. There'll clearly be no comeback from this. They're never going to drink this. <laughs> never, ever, ever. Yeah. Even though his dad is a dick and sits in a chair every single night, probably doing the same thing, probably taking a measuring stick to his bottles yeah. to check that nobody's had anything. Yeah. So, yeah, I went home that night, um, was completely fine walking. Mum seemed overly joyed that I seemed very jolly. Yeah. I promptly went up to bed. And then threw up everywhere, like in uh, probably a few hours later, <laughs> like full on. And it came up purple, which is weird because I don't remember eating anything purple. <laughs> Mum thought I was sick. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, definitely must have I'm caught so something poorly. so sick. Because when I came in, I must have been we like, I must have. strips and it was... yeah, At 12, we shouldn't yeah. have been cooking. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's my wife. I had a bad fizzy straw. Dave was cooking <laughs> chicken strips and they were frozen in we, the middle. We had some fairy sticks that were clearly from last Halloween. <laughs> but apparently I must have gone in like nailed it yeah. you know, because she was just no clue. Yeah. And I was totaled. Yeah. <laughs> like ran home. You know when you're running and you, you know when you were drunk at uni yeah, you yeah. ran everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. So after hurdling the sofa for 45 minutes I then ran home yeah. got home she was probably used to be coming home sweaty or muddy. Yeah. So it probably wasn't out of the ordinary. Because <laughs> I remember one time I came back so covered in mud with my friends. I got to the door, knocked on the back door. And she just opened the door, took one look at me up, one look at me down and went, strip. <laughs> Which in this day and age would be child abuse. Yeah. But in that day and age, it was my friends. Just, ah! yeah. And I was like, yeah, no problem. Down to my pants in the matter moments in the garden, no issues. That's literally just reminded <laughs> me of a time where I was at my friend's at primary school, Stuart. He had a younger brother and a younger sister, and we ended up having like a, a water fight in the back garden, but with like, you know, um, balloons mm. and, and a couple of water guns. And for some reason, his younger brother got like completely fucking drenched, like <laughs> head to toe drenched. Yeah. Whereas we were, like, we were a little bit wet, but not too bad. <laughs> Did somebody have a hose? I don't Somebody remember. I don't. I don't remember it. how it happened. And I remember. And his mom was pretty strict. And Aww. and she was like, "That's it, strip." And she made made him strip completely naked. I just remember him running <laughs> through the house to try and get to his bedroom. Just like, ah! and then me and Stuart were just like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so embarrassed for a little kid. It must have traumatized him. That must have. Yeah. He's probably just probably He's never been stripped. naked since. Yeah, his sexual life after that, like yeah. getting naked in front of anybody, is yeah, just lights like, off immediate. Yeah, like yeah, he's traumatized by that one moment of me and Stuart just going, oh. and then you have to say out loud, "Why can't you get it up, my mum?" 
Yeah. So that's what my story finishes with me throwing up, waking up the next morning, mum being like, are you all right? Me like lugging it and then her getting a phone call later that afternoon alongside eight other parents. And then everyone there'd be going, a party ah, at Alex's house. That's why they all throw somebody's up. Somebody's watered down his their dad's whiskey. As if he went around and told everyone. Oh, he called every parent. They called every parent. It was just your You bollock your own your son? son yeah. yeah, yeah. But called every parent. He was a dick. I told you he was a dick. Yeah. I remember, like, you know, saying about, like, nailing it, getting home, and, uh, you know, being being pretty pissed. Like, because I was mainly raised by my nan and granddad. I was never fussed about going back being drunk, because they didn't really care that much. But it was when if I'd get high. Oh, that, really? And then I'd be like, because I was, I'm, if I'd ever smoked weed, I never really got paranoid. Until I had to go home. <laughs> and then I was, I don't know, and I was like really conscious of, like, can they smell it? Like, yeah. And my eyes really dilated. So I'd be there like trying not to make eye contact and I was like, just <laughs> going to go and get some food and then eat a whole loaf of yeah, bread and say, go upstairs. Yeah. Choice of food immediately gives you away when there's like nice little casseroles and you go immediately to Doritos, some kind of cheese and a milkshake. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I, it probably would have been just like, I literally would get a loaf of bread, a block of cheese and then just walk past <laughs> them and just like, completely nothing. To worry about here. <laughs> Nothing to see here. Yeah. Carry on. Yeah. Grandmada and far, 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 far. Yeah. Never got, <laughs> never got called out on it. They're always pretty sound. They're always pretty sound. And I'm sure they must have known. Must've right? known. They must have known. I remember one time as well. Um, I'd come back from camping and ha- like I'd unpack my bag and there was condoms in one of the uh, like the side pockets of the, the suitcase, which I forgot. I just cleared all the clothes out. Yeah. And there was still some in the in the side pocket of the suitcase. And then my nan went to put the suitcase back up in the loft and she obviously just like checked through it. And then they were just like left outside my door. <laughs> oh. And it was like never never mentioned. That's the classic move. Yeah. Just we know. Yeah. We're just letting you know we know. Yeah, but I don't again, I think they're probably happy that I was being sensible. And oh I, yeah. Could have found what's on my kitchen unit downstairs instead. Yeah. Which Lou claims is a dog toy. It's a cactus that looks suspiciously like one of those like stick-on window dildos. Yeah, ones with a sucker on the end. sucker on them and you whap onto a floor and then two two of them go to town on it. Yeah, or it's like it's in, got, the, in the shower. It's got a big ribbed centre with two little spiky arms coming off the side that yeah. look like they might tickle... Either an anus or some kind of G spot of some kind, mm-hmm. uh, and yeah, dog toy my or somebody else's butt cheeks. I know, but I've noticed these. Like I, I posted that on my story because I was like, these look obscenely like, like sex toys. But whenever I'm going through like any pet store, you genuinely are like looking at these things, being like. These just look like sex toys. There's, there's obviously some, you know, like a, a giant stuffed It's, it's basically a loophole because no. they're cheaper than a sex toy. Yeah, they're far cheaper. They must so be if like... you're feeling a bit feisty, yeah. get yourself off to Pets, pets, pets at, at home. home. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're just going to see people roaming the aisles yeah. in couples. Yeah, about this one? Just having a look at each other and like nodding and winking. It's too thick. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody yeah. picks up one of the... <laughs> Yeah, and then, one of the antlers. If anyone this one, put it down. Yeah. <laughs> if you hear a dog toy squeaking and you ain't got a dog, yeah, there's multiple people in the store, no animals, yeah. shopping in the toy section. Yeah. You know what's going on. Yeah. We know what's going on. Yeah, I always think it, they do. They look so similar, and like you can have you seen like videos where like a dog runs in with a dildo because it's yeah, like they it's think found it's it. the same. Hundred percent, like that is such an easy mistake to make as a dog who has no context of it. <laughs> They've just found some rubber 
tube-shaped object. That's quite chewy. Yeah. Probably smells fantastic to them. Yeah. Whoa. (laughs) (laughs) I found a new toy, but it is delicious. It's so good. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Rough. Rough. But no pun intended. Talking of um, high, we we haven't discussed what happened the other weekend. Oh. So, I saw that you mentioned something about it in the the, the title of the of last week's. But did you no. just? I thought no, you, in last week's title was um, "Old Lads Holidays." Do you think it was that? Oh yeah, no, no, no. This was a story, some actual holidays like Egypt. Uh-huh. Okay, all right, no, good. I was glad because uh, I was hoping we could talk about it a little bit. Yeah. So, well, here's what what the plan was. <laughs> so. You know that Lou and I have ventured into the other realms via the medium of dimethyltryptamine, DMT. Now, a lot of other people have been bugging me about this because obviously we are pro-psychedelics. Yeah. We enjoy them. We think they have a purpose. We think they have a place in society. Yeah. And we've had some very profound experiences. Yeah. <clears throat> so some of the people has wanted to share in these experiences. So I we thought it would be fun to have like a group outing. So we rented a house in Wales right on the sea. So we, you know, a nice lovely. big place. It was nice. And I was going to take everybody through. A DMT trip. And as per usual, in this day and age, some people dropped out mm-hmm. at the very last minute, yeah. which is just standard fucking behavior. Yeah. Just, I don't know what's happening with people anymore. There's just no commitment to shit. I know. It is mind-boggling. Some of them weren't to be helped. Well, no, to be fair, um, I'd, I'll tell you why. One guy dropped out afterwards. I found out it's actually a sad thing. Okay. So, But the other people just fucked up. Yeah, there was just some stuff that happened. Yeah. Um, But it's just the nature of the thing. I knew when we did it, I was like, no way is everybody making this. Even though it was a month's notice. It was like eight or nine initially. It was meant to be eight. I think it was meant to be seven of us, wasn't it? Well, there was going to be eight. Then Mitch, who was on here last week, was going to come, but outrightly said, I can't make it. I've got X and X on, so I can't do it. So then it was only... uh, Who didn't make it? Danny. Danny and Sam. Sam. Just two. There's only two didn't make it, isn't it? So anyway, it ended up as being four of us mm-hmm. from what should have been... Oh, there should have been seven, maybe six. It doesn't make a fucking difference anyway. Why would I debate this? So anyway, ended up being four of us. And I was like, oh, actually, that's probably going to be a bit better because, you know, I don't know how this is going to go in a big group situation. I've done Let's go it on. One-on-ones is, is really easy, and we'll get back to that in a sec. So we all got there, and then... So it was myself, you... Lee, who's been on this podcast before, Mr. Lee, who's very, very... You all liked him when he was on here. It's funny. And Mark, who you guys haven't met yet because he refuses to come on every time I say, do you want to come on? He's like, no, it's Yorkshire bloke. Yeah, he's too Yorkshire for a podcast. He's too Yorkshire for a podcast. I I, I could entice him, possibly, if we brought fish and chips and a tea. Yeah, and... and, Or actually, with Mark, it's the brownie. The premise that he doesn't actually have to say anything. Yeah, because he would not be unable. He would be unable to not say something. Yeah, but if you just you don't have to say anything, you just sit uh, there. Just sit there looking Yorkshire. Yeah, sit there eating this brownie. <laughs> and he but all right, I can do that. Yeah, yeah. we'll probably try that. <laughs> so we got there now. Just to give you a perspective, so Yorkshire, your your Mark, very quite. What's the word? An unflexible Yorkshireman is the best way to describe yeah, him. Yeah, he is like, and this isn't meant in an insult, but like you know how like. 
your granddad is like very methodical. Got, yeah, he's, he's methodical. got his ways. He's yeah, and he's like very precise about everything yeah, as well. Everything but like kind of he's 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 older than he is because he's, he's so he's, structured. He's stuck in his structures. Yeah, very structured. Well, like, to the point, the bit which is a benefit laugh. in a massive. This is why we worked well together, me and him, because I am absolutely just the zero boundary structure. Yeah, he's super structured. So when we come together, we form one normal human. Yeah. The, the bit that made me laugh is when uh, we took the DMT and then afterwards you were like, oh, you know, how long has it been? And then Mark was like, well, you took yours at 12.22 and I took mine at 12.26. <laughs> exactly. and, and Lex took his at 12.27. Like, we were about, about 10 to him. I was like... 52 minutes past. Yeah. <laughs> the exact right precise <laughs> timing. But that would be useful if it was like oxygen was running out. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah exactly. It would be, be super useful. Um, so, yeah, so very stern. Lee, um, as he openly has told us on here, randomly suffers from anxiety. He doesn't know why whenever he's outside of his own home in a sleeping environment. So if he has to sleep outside of his own home, if he doesn't know the house, so he's okay staying here now because he's stayed here a few times, so he's yeah. pretty cool, he sleeps right through. But if it's somewhere strange, it's for some reason his body, it's more just a mental mechanism with him now. Yeah. Happened when he was like 14 or 15, he just randomly had this massive anxiety attack at his mate's house to the point where he was like sweating, felt like he was going to throw up, felt uncontrolled. And for whatever reason, that mechanism is now inbuilt into him when he goes somewhere that's not, that doesn't have an exact plan. Yeah. So... He also didn't understand that this was going to... So the way we do the DMT, or the way I prefer to do it, because I think it's more of a journey in... It's more of a... What's the way of describing it? If you vape this stuff, you're in and out in like 15 minutes. So it's a high-impact, high-velocity trip. Yeah. But, but the you, way there's we, not a lot of duration There's there no duration, actually... but there is a big journey that you go on. And, the dur- and I think as well, like, time is very hard to perceive, isn't it? But anyway? there is no time when you're in it yeah. so that's why you can seem like you're gone it might seem like you're gone for infinity yeah when you're in it but with the way you do it when we do it ayahuasca style there's like a whole drop in phase you feel it building up you feel it coming on you can almost like sense the tonal change as it's arriving and all this there's like a lot more to experience i feel yeah. and there's also you come in and out of it as well so there's at points where you can communicate and then go back and you play with it a lot lot more yeah. so i just thought oh, that's probably a you know it's a great thing but the problem with this is you have to take a preemptive brew which basically is the thing that it deactivates the enzymes which are the ones which oxidize dmt straight away which is why don't want to finish this no you go um so this brew is syrian is from syrian rue seeds okay now this is something that a lot of people can drink that will drink on a weekly basis because it's a relaxing agent as well it can have minor psychedelic effects if you do high high doses of it but you wouldn't want to do high high doses because it can make you quite nauseous that's be found out so but because i was with the sponge here yeah now because i, I didn't want to let anyone down i upped the dose of the syrian rue to nothing crazy but say normally we would do four to five grams per person mm. I did eight. Yeah. And I did, to be fair though, I did say, fucking fire it at me. I'm happy. Yeah. Like, I said, I'd like, I'd rather be sick yes. and get in than not have enough and then kind of have some of the, the not struggles, but have some of the. Not have it dropping as hard, you know, dropping yeah. at a full way. Yeah. Yeah. And Mark, and you gave Mark the high dose as well because Mark is a big guy. Yeah. He's, I mean, he's a, he's a, he's a fair old wallop when you look. He doesn't, he doesn't, he's, 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 like a double XL in stuff, but doesn't look like it. Yeah. Because he's not fat. He's no, just he's a big tall, lad. broad, yeah. big Yorkshireman. Big lad. Big, yeah. big, uh, you know, yeah. just. So, 
So am I, obviously. Yeah. But that, so I gave him the same dose as you. And then with Lee, I gave him the same as me, but it was a little bit higher. Yeah. Now, I was being because I was like quite aware that people were relying on me for everything to do this I went like above and beyond in like the way I went about doing the routine and I was probably a bit more stringent than when I do it normally yeah and as a result of this Siriru kicked in like a fucking mule yeah it was really strong and I honestly don't what we did is we took the Siriru and then because it takes you have to leave it like 45 minutes before you can go you know use the DMT in that 45 minutes somebody suggested we walk to the shops now, I think that was a bad decision yeah. because... It was me who suggested doing it because I was Walking, like, oh. yeah, it, it it got all the blood flowing and everything, got all our brains working because we were all talking, mm. and then got the Assyrian Rue like multi-activated because obviously we were walking to get food, we were talking, blood was flowing, whereas really what we should have been doing was sitting down and relaxing and starting to let the Assyrian Rue settle the bodies in and settle the mind. Mm. So by the time we got back, we were, well, we were like, oh, it's definitely kicking in. I can feel it. Yeah. Like We felt like headlight, yeah, lightheaded. Yeah, yeah, like... Yeah, bit, it, bit, starting to get the this you know like the slightest bit of trails when you're like seeing movement. Yeah, it was ever a little so bit like slight. when you're getting drunk. Yeah, pretty ever much. so slight. But Lee, on the other hand, was currently freaking out mm. in the bedroom after the serum room hit him because he was not ready to already feel like he was, like I said, a little bit drunk. Yeah. Well, I know Just he, off the preemptive brew. Yeah, because he said, oh shit, if this fucking brew's yes. doing it to me, I haven't even <laughs> taken the DMT yet. Yeah. What the fuck's that going to do to me? Yeah. And obvious, and another bad thing is somebody had told Lee that the DMT was, and this is why I talked about vapes plus the way we do it, was only a 20 to 30 minute thing, which mm. is not even that if you vape it. Yeah. Okay. So when I told him it was two to three hours, it immediately put his back up. Because yeah. he was, he'd prepared himself the whole couple of weeks, like for it to be this thirty-minute thing that he could handle, yeah. no problem. Well, he told himself, even if it goes bad, it's, it's only you know, it's only a short period of time. It's not like you know, I can deal with hell for thirty minutes or whatever it is. Yeah, but but yeah. it wasn't so that. So now he's in an anxious state in the bedroom, like he was not 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 enjoying it. And I did say to him, I said, right, well, cool, just do not do it, buddy. Yeah. Like if you're anxious and everything, then just chill out. Enjoy the Syrian Ruse like effects on its own and just listen to the music and chill and meditate whilst it's there. Cause I'm telling you now, with that Syrian Ruse, you'll chill. Because mm. it lasts it lasts a while, that stuff. People use it to before bed to help them sleep and uh, calm anxiety and nerves and stuff, ironically. <laughs> so we dropped the DMT, as we all were, and then Lee just decided, fuck it. Yeah. And before we could do anything, he'd taken it. Yeah. And he was f- and, and now here's the thing. So you have, as I said, this like kind of you have this this come up. Don't you? you can kind of feel it yeah. where it's so. There's a couple of things that I get. Is one is like I'll get a burning in the throat sometimes, um, and that's a sign that the, I'm going to drop in quite quickly. Yeah. Other things is you get like a I get a fuzzy feeling through my feet and then up around the back of my head. It starts to kind of creep over me that way. Yeah. What do you get? I kind of get. Um, well, I definitely I get the burning in the throat. But, Do you right right here like, a, yeah. like like you need to drink water and stuff, but you don't. That's the thing. Yeah, and, and which we'll come back to reason why I said that. For me, there's a, a sense of I wouldn't go as far as saying anxiety, but there's like this energy that's building. Um, yes, and you don't you don't notice it until you until it goes once you're in. Yeah, but like there's this really slow like filling up of like 
anxious, nervous energy. Um, that's also a bit of the Syrian rue again. Yeah, mixing with it. Yeah. And I think that's what set Lee off. Because even though you were sat chilling, his heart, your heart's going to yeah. be like, hey, we want to run. Yeah. But you, it, it's kind of counterintuitive. Like, because you think, well, I'm going to be relaxing now. Why is this stomach my heart? beat faster but my heart yeah. was going dog, 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 dog. how's that yeah. oh that's you become, really getting it yeah you become quite aware of everything as well don't you so yeah. you can like your heartbeat beating fast feels like there's even more going on because you're just yeah. super aware of it like pounding in your chest so as we're all kind of like going in like i can i've had the meditation music on everything's going well but mark won't stop fidgeting mm. in the corner now i could tell he was be in Yorkshire and by that what I mean was like every time I would ch challenge him on not challenge him but like you good everything okay rather than being like I'm a bit uncomfortable or something like that he would man up and be like yep good yep. like yep good like really stern kind of military like yep good which I could immediately tell wasn't that the real answer but yep. I, he's a full grown man I'm not going to tell him how to answer me or whatever he wants mm -hmm. to do but <clears throat> I'm very aware this is counterintuitive to the way you need to be when you're going to go in mm. because this isn't like it, whenever you're doing a trip or something like that in a group or anything there's one thing that you, you really need to remember the one thing you need to remember when you're doing it is that it is nothing to do with ego in fact you need to let the ego go so if you want to be or you feel vulnerable act vulnerable let people know that's how you're feeling because all they're going to do is calm you there's no judgment mm -hmm. you're already going into this journey with other people that is going to take you far beyond anything that you've ever encountered before and you're doing it together there's a reason the people are there they're there to help you guide you support you so be vulnerable like it's, it's, let out every little thought that you have and let other people help you in that yeah you've got to be really open in that, in that be. situation because beforehand before we actually got started i was a bit anxious for like doing it in a group because I, like, I don't know these people that well like mm. and especially no, i didn't know how a group thing was doing. never done it before yeah and i think the idea for me is because like it's that level of vulnerability with a bunch of not strangers but people that i don't know super well normally vulnerable and yeah, yeah that i'm yeah, not normally vulnerable with um so beforehand i was a little bit unsure but then when the group got smaller and i out of that group i probably know and I've met Mark the most. Yeah. And I've met Lee a couple of times as well. And like... Very easy Lee's super... Yeah, Lee's like... Even though I only met him a couple of times, it's super easy to get on with as well. Yeah. Um. So as soon as it, I was in the environment, I was like, actually, no, this is going to be good. Like, I was a little bit apprehensive about how they might react. Yes. Uh, maybe more so Lee, because I know that he's, he's quite an anxious person. Yeah. And I really wanted him to get the best out of it. But he was quite vocal about, like, his his worries and concerns about it. And then I kind of, it's one of them things, isn't it? You, but the thing is, is his worries and concerns about it were the exact things he wanted to go on the journey for. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. He was in a, a really weird, like juxtaposition where he's yeah. like, you know, he wanted it to help his, his anxiety, which is, you know, it's, it was quite severe. Wasn't yeah. It? You know, his yeah. anxiety. And, um, but also the anxiety that he was feeling was not going to let him get where he needs to go. <laughs> it's a motherfucker. And it's, yeah, a little bit of a cycle. And whether but there would have been well, a different we'll way. get back to why we'll get back to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's an important couple of things that happened there, which we'll go to. So where do we get up to? So, yeah, over, looking over at Mark, because I, I was lying on this sofa thing. You were on, like, a, a big armchair. Mark was on another armchair, which didn't look so big with him on it because he's a unit. And then we pulled down one of the mattresses from in Lee's room, and that was in the center of the room, and Lee was lying on that. Mm. So I said to Mark a few times, do you want to take this, the shazy long thing that I was on? Yeah. But he manned up. was like, no, I'm good. No, I'm good. 
which I took at the time as being, no, he is okay. he's comfy, he's all right there. But he was actually just not being picky. Like he was trying to not be a nuisance yeah. or any kind, which is, again, exact opposite of what you need to be. If anything feels off, you voice it yeah. and then it's fixed. And then because if you don't, and this is what happened, you will then begin to focus on the uncomfortableness that you have not vocalized. Yeah. And that's exactly what happened with him. So he got very fidgety. He couldn't get settled. He wanted he kept, to stretch out, he but he st- couldn't. The mattress was kind of on the floor by his feet. So he was like... He was worried about knocking Lee with his feet and stuff yeah. like that. And Which, again, anything that, you, anything that directs your attention from anything other than letting go and allowing the substance to do what it wants to do, if you resist, it will persist. Mm-hmm. And, it will, and it will. So he got fixated on movement, throat, all these kind of things that were affecting him. He's quite bodily orientated as well so he kept talking about throwing up as well so then he went and threw up yeah because he kept talking about it over and over again he kept mentioning it and because like the syrian rule will make you need to shit or piss or sometimes throw up you it's very rare that it usually makes you throw up but because i mentioned it the fixation on toilet became a problem because then they were all like worried so what what i might shit myself no no but because he got in his head yeah that was then a major focal point of his because he's in a room full of lads, man up, don't want to crap himself. Yeah. You know, how many times have you been told you're not going to crap yourself? Yeah. It was in his head. That or throwing up. So what happened? Fidget, 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 and then threw up. In the meantime, Lee's actually doing really well at this point. He's in with the meditations. He's done all that. But then Mark got up to go and throw up, and it was so loud and so Yorkshire. Team America style. Yes. <laughs> After, like, hearing him go running off, so it was like... <laughs> at which point whatever comfort Lee was in yeah. was absolutely shattered because <laughs> and there's just no way around at this point because that it's been broken so now Lee's pulled out of his comfort zone Lou and I are fine like I and Lee looked at literally each other like chuckling yeah yeah um, and a few times well, because we could hear like... him dry heaving he threw up once and legitimately like but you I forgot to mention you always fast for 24 hours prior to these things yeah. which will alleviate any usual nausea or ability to actually if you have food in your stomach when you do one of these ayahuasca style trips you will throw up it's called the purge mm-hmm. it's literally part of the process yeah. it will eject anything from your body that is in the way so without there being anything in your body even if you do throw up it's usually like one thing it's a bit of water and then after that it's like you've got to kind of tell yourself oh good i'm done and if you do that you'll not feel sick again afterwards but if you sit there and you throw up like you're gonna like you're attempting to throw up like when you're drunk mm-hmm. you will stay and be in a loop circle of, of trying to vomit or feeling like you're going to vomit because you're now trapped in a loop yeah. of this focusing on the vomit which is what happened to mark so he was dry heaving like crazy at the sink which is pulling lee out of his thing um, and now Lee's kind of like looking at his hands and seeing if anything's going. He's trying to lie back down, and I can see he's like, kind of, he's going like, let it go, let it go. And then he's coming back up and looking at his hands. Mm-hmm. So I can see he's now starting to fixate, which again is not what you want, especially with someone who's anxious about something. Um, this kind of goes on for a little bit, and then there's a point where I go to. It was getting a bit cold in the room. I think I went to switch the fire on, or and I went to plug the speaker in. And yeah. when I went to plug speaker in, Mark couldn't handle the fact that I was doing something near him. Yeah. And it was like, because he was fixating so much on things, he wasn't letting anything slow down. He wasn't like kind of letting go. Um, and then he got up and he grabbed his phone and went upstairs. And I was like, oh, he's removed himself. Yeah. Now. He's checking out. He's checked out. This trip. 100% checked out. If you pick out. your phone up, then. Yeah, that was a determination to go. And that is exactly the wrong thing to do because the purpose of being in the room with the music and, the, and everything, the people, one is for support. 
mm-hmm. so that you can just vocalize, oh, I'm feeling this way. So somebody else can go, yeah, that's all right, that's normal. In which case, when someone goes, yeah, that's normal, most of the times, boom, it's gone because now you relax about it. He's like, oh, okay, yeah. cool. So he, and then two, he's away from the frequencies of the music, the actual um, music sounds that I have played that are specific and actually help direct your journey and help pull you in and out of your trip and where it's going. Obviously, your brain determines what you see and feel and all that, but the music I use is specific to being on a trip, so it is of certain frequencies, certain sounds, and it helps manipulate you into being able to go deeper. So when you remove yourself from that, you're now in a silent, dark room with nothing going on other than whatever you want to fixate on and if you're already in a fixated state on something when you go and do that remove yourself you're going to loop in that fixated state because unless you have the ability because you're used to trips to just be able to not do that which he didn't have so yes we lost one man down at this point then um because lee had been fixated on mark throwing up guess what happened yeah lee threw up which is very bad because now lee is now freaking the fuck out yeah because now he's throwing up why is he throwing up? There's psychedelic stuff going on, which is quite disorientating. Uh, he did what you would do as a usual Brit and lay down on the kitchen floor, yeah. which is the usual solution to being too drunk or something like that. You find a kitchen floor, bathroom floor, lie down on it. I went and checked on him, was talking through, and he was okay. I asked him to come back into the room, and he said, no, I can't move right now. And this is where I made what I believe is an error. Mm-hmm. I shouldn't have left him. Yeah. But because he said, I'm all right here, I'm all right here. It's hard to know, isn't I it? I thought he was controlling it there and yeah. to move him was an error. But either way, I should have stayed with him to give him support. I didn't realize he was in a, any kind of overload loop at this point. Yeah. But what happened is when he thrown up, because it had caused a lot of like, you know, you know, the speed up motions that you get of like the, the uh, kaleidoscope-esque style things, yeah. that was kind of whipping him around. And then it was bringing him back to... Uh, he was he was in a loop of okay relax let it go kaleidoscope speeds up get a bit quicker 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 oh I don't like that oh I feel sick oh yeah I was being sick oh gonna be sick oh okay let it go let it go and then boom that's the loop he was in now if I was there um, I would have been able to pull him out of that no problem like I could have literally just talked to him and said how are you feeling okay and then said well you realize you're in a loop right now and you can literally pull out whenever you want oh okay boom he would have been out he would have been fine I'd have been able to probably bring him back into the room he'd have been okay as it was. I came back into the room and let the trip take me mm-hmm. wherever it was. I was in and out. I really didn't get a great trip because I was so focused on everybody else. Yeah. But that's the point. You see, I'm experienced in this. So I was able to focus on other problems and not have any myself. Yeah. Because you were getting up and walking around. But I, was getting up, I, I wasn't going in. I had like maybe 40 minutes where I went in and had a nice like stress release and like a bit of a purge, but nothing kind of really insightful or anything. I didn't come out of the trip with any eye-opening details like I normally do. But the fact is I was able to see all these things going wrong around me and not get pulled into any negative loop myself. Mm -hmm. And that's because I'm used to what I'm going to see or feel or hear. So I don't get caught into that stress and anxiety of what I'm seeing and feeling and hearing. That's probably for me one of the things that I took away from it the most because I was, you know, seeing that them two started to have not a great time. I was like, oh shit, let's hope that this doesn't spiral for me as well. And I was very making a very conscious effort to to tell myself that I'm okay and this is okay because like several times when you'd look over and we're like checked up on each other, yeah. And then I'd always make sure I was always just like, yeah, I'm good, everything's yeah. sound. And I was always like, I was it was it was partially a conscious effort to to make tell myself that everything was okay. 
which then made everything okay. And I didn't get pulled in, uh, into anything negative. It was, you know, it, mine was very internal. Like, you were getting up and wandering around, and I was like, man, I'm struggling to keep my eyes open here. Yeah. Um, so it was, we were going through completely different things. So it did feel very different to last time. It was super, super individual. It was, it was very internal for me as well. Yeah. I got very little visuals. Yeah. Very little. But whereas Lee had overwhelming visual, yeah. like, kind of stimulus. So it was, it reacted very, it, it does what it needs to do for what you need at the time. Yeah. Um, but the, the reason, I, if I'd have, I know if I'd have stayed with Lee, I could have talked him through, but I was, again, trying to check on everyone. So I was walking upstairs to check on Mark. Yeah. And he was just literally like breathing heavily in a room on his own. Yeah. Like, I thought he maybe was asleep or doing whatever. Anyway, he wasn't kind of doing anything weird. He was just lying down like Dracula in a bed in a dark room. Um. Twitch in and Twitch came down and went, I didn't get any like crazy visuals or anything like that. And like kind of brushed it off as being like nothing really happened. Yeah. But I was like, dude, I came up like five times to the whole trip and you were like gone somewhere. Yeah. Like he was yeah. he was gone somewhere, yeah. doing something. And and uh, there was just like again it was an attempt of like this I don't want to really say how I felt or things that happened. So I was like, okay, that's cool. Like, you don't have to share or anything like that. But I, ju- I don't like the fact that he felt like he'd be judged. I, I really tried. I think we all tried. Really, I, I wanted, that was never, like, I've said it to him outright before. And I've said it to anyone and you and everyone. Like, whenever we're, there's nothing to prove to me. If you're, mm-hmm. if you're my friend, you never have to prove shit to me because you've already proven you're good enough to be a friend. Yeah. Like that's, yeah. that's the, that's the biggest thing. Yeah. And we, and I would think, I think the world of Mark as it is. And I've told him that, like I said, literally, I love you, dude. I think the world of you, like you have zero to ever prove to me. Yeah. He doesn't have to like, hold nothing, anything. But it's nothing to do with me. It's him. It's his own internal, you know, meter. Yeah. So that it, it's up to him when he chooses to do that, not me. Yeah. So he t- chose, you know, to not want to be too open about whatever it was. And maybe, you know, later down the line, try again he'll be a bit more relaxed which he usually is about stuff anyways most human beings and men are you do things more than once or twice and then you start to kind of get into it a bit easier yeah you're open more and you realise oh there isn't a stigma to whatever I was was feeling before or anything like that it was so much easier for me this time around like even though I said I was still a bit worried about the external the, the situation but in terms of doing it like well when we were in the kitchen and everyone had the the DMT and we were like right okay we're gonna start taking it and and then Mark and Lee look, kind of looked at each other. I was like, look, it's fine. Yeah, he did. Like, he just like dropped it in. Yeah, like. just straight away. No no hesitation because I was like, I knew that it was going to be fine. Yeah. And um, and I also wanted to show them, like, there's nothing to worry about. Look, I'm happy to do it. Yeah. You guys should be happy as well um, and not to be too stressed. And, yeah. And it is that, isn't it? I think the more there's times no you do There's no way of going you're going to be stressed the first time you do it. I, I, I'm, I still get nervous. Yeah, yeah. Like, I was in, in like an excited way. Yeah. You know, like when you're going to go on a ride that you really kind of don't want to go on, but you yeah. are going on it yeah. like, at the theme park. It's kind of like that, but when you're on it, it's fucking awesome. You're like, yes, yeah, why I did it? Because it's, whew, you know, because yeah, it's worth a it. Very when you similar do it. sensation. Like, so, yeah. What, and, and then, unfortunately, like, so Lee basically stayed in this loop for the entire evening. Mm. And pulling him out of it was like, well, Here's the thing. He felt like he was in the loop the whole time. Now, I checked in on him a number of times, and it was a few times the same as Mark. When I went in, he was just out, breathing heavily. Like, he was gone somewhere. Mm. But I think what happened was is he got overwhelmed whenever he opened his eyes and came back out of it that he forgot whatever. He, he said he had a few opening moments about realization of his family and how much love there is there and how much, like, they are at the forefront of his mind. He didn't realize kind of how important 
that feeling to him was not how important they were, but how important the feeling of having that family to him was, and how much he should appre- he appreciates it, mm-hmm. and he wanted to kind of let them feel that too. So that was a nice thing to come out of it. He also learned that he can make it through a tough situation like a motherfucker and still come out the other side. Yeah, and that sometimes is the journey. Yeah, like I've had one of those. Yeah, just being able to actually battle through, yeah. it and like get your head down and just deal with it. Just, as it yeah, as just it, fucking grind as it, as it comes through. But I had a, a good out of it, whereas he didn't really. He kind of went to bed at the end of the night, even though he, he was coming back. He was still within this kind of palpation state of fucking, you know. And he was telling himself that this was the worst thing fucking ever. Yeah, yeah, like he, it was hell for him. Yeah. Like, because he was just in this, basically in a loop of trying to let, because he was like, right, remember, like, so he's okay, breathe, let it go, let it go. And then everything starts speeding up and he'd be like, oh, I'm losing control. And then, oh, okay, okay, try and lie down, just let it go, let it go. And then because he kept in this loop, eventually he was just like, it's fucking never going to end. Yeah. And then he would start freaking out, but it's never going to end. <laughs> and, it, and it does feel like an eternity when you're in it. Like, it does. You can be in for three hours, it can feel like, the oh, days, man, weeks, yeah. months, yeah, it is. It's crazy how how much you lose track of it. It just reminded me of the bit where where uh, Lee was saying afterwards, when he was lying on the kitchen floor, and then he heard you talk to me about, "Do you want some more?" Oh yeah, and, like you gave me the vape, and then I was I obviously said yes, and then he could hear me vaping it, and then Lee was there going through fucking hell, lying on the floor, like clinging on for dear life, thinking, yeah. "Why does Lewis want more? Of how this? does he want more? Why does he want more?" Yeah. <laughs> But actually, that's a good point as well, because now I think about it, because we like we basically, that was like maxing out the dose of Syrian root, right? Because any more than that any, was not going to yeah. yield any more benefit. No. We were we were all feeling, we had the hallucinogenic effects from the Syrian root, yeah. so that's quite a, quite a potent dose. I still didn't drop in. Yeah, that's do you know fine. why, though? I think it's because the batch that I have this time, because obviously there are different purities or whatever, every time you get them. And we were on a new one that was untested before. Mm. I think, well, there's, there's a lot of things. Because sometimes I've done, you know, a standard dose. And it's, uh, I've done like a, so, so let's say, we won't say what they are, but they're, you know, in the in the hundreds values. So say 100 is like a, a baseline for what I'd normally do. And I've done like a, and then I'll go up to usually sometimes 125, maybe, and whatever. So you and I did the 120. Mm-hmm. Um, Lee only did the hundred. I think Mark did a one ten. I think it split the difference. Um, I have had I've done a hundred sometimes and gone deeper than I have when I've done one thirties. Mm-hmm. So it's a bizarre thing. Sometimes it's situation, previous week, diet from the previous you know week that you've had, mm-hmm. um, how much exercise and that you've done the day prior. Yeah. All of these things have a really big. It's, it's actually really beneficial to fast and work out. Yeah. Uh, the day before and even the morning of yeah. the time you're going to do it. I think because I, I did, so I, I fasted for longer because I knew that I was did, yeah. spongy. So I fasted for 36 hours. Yeah. I trained the morning of. So like I was basically, I was trying to like do everything I needed to do yeah. to, to make me need as little as possible to yeah. or as little as possible to go as so long as possible. I think with this batch, you and I could probably play with, a, a you know, another like 130, yeah. maybe. Yeah. yeah. But I wouldn't go that straight away. I'd do the 130. I'm, I'm genuinely just like, fucking give me 200, see what happens. Oh, <laughs> that'd be psychonaut levels. Like That would be a hero dose. I genuinely would be open to that, though, because I just, I like... Yeah, but if, if you... that That is a dose where you, in your mind, probably will die. Yeah, that's kind of maybe... 
not necessarily what I want, but maybe that's but, like... But as it happens, you would probably believe it's actually happening. That's the downside of it. Mm. Like once you got past that stage, you would be into the realms of wonderment or whatever, but that stage would be terrifying. Yeah. Because yeah. you would be so out of... You, it would it would destroy you so much that you wouldn't be aware of reality that you're not dying. Because it would, it would show you so convincingly that you're dying mm-hmm. that you would probably believe it i think the 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 last deep trip that i had when i lost context of like pretty much everything and i was trying to get back but i'm not really i had some moments that i I was aware of that were uncomfortable but like i'm not i'm in general i'm not like a fearful person there's nothing i'm not saying there's nothing no no, you're pretty good because you even said you had a moment where it took you into what was a chasm a dark chasm Mm. where there was an eerie sensation about it now most people at that point would be like, oh, that, I'm not going in there. I don't mm. want to see what's in here. And they would probably then turn their mind away from that and try and escape it or feel bad. You leaned into it. Yeah, and was I was like, trying oh, to like see what was going on. What's in the And darkness. I knew it was something that, the, the fact, because like, I do often do this, so I often find something that makes me uncomfortable or something that, like, I, that's the reason how I've got a fucking business and whatever. I'll find something that's like, basically, I'll put myself in situations that I don't really know how to deal with because I kind of have uh, a trust in my ability to just figure shit out. Mm. So I'll, and I do that all the time where I'll just, my bathroom, I am nowhere near qualified to do anything that I've just done. And it's amazing. But, I, but it's really good yeah. because it's I just fucking ripped it apart and I was like, well, I've got to do, do it now. now. <laughs> yeah. So like, and I'll do that all the time with stuff. So if, cause for me, that's it. I need to be all in. Like I, I don't do well with like, Oh, can okay. you do this? Can you help? Like, I'm just like, I, well, I'm just going to fucking take like hold or something. I would like to do another one just with you and me. Yeah. I, but I want, you don't need me now. <laughs> you don't. Am, so I, am, am I graduated? I could, I could yeah. I, yeah, because on that one, yeah. I was checking on you and you were absolutely fine. Yeah, I don't feel Even like with what was going on around us, yeah. you just flew through no problem. You're like, yeah, I'm cool, man. I'm going back in. And you would just, just turn over and just yeah. go straight back to I just pulled were. that blanket up. Yeah, dude. So at one point, we haven't said this, so Lex, Lex, obviously, you yours wasn't as deep and you were kind of getting up and moving around a little bit more. And then, like, I remember you stood up and you were looking at me really like a really big smile. And I was there, like, I was happy as well. And I was like, but I kind of, my body was like saying, come on. Go now. Yeah. And uh, you were there, like, smiling. You go, should we go out on the balcony? Oh, and, yeah. And I was just like, no, I'm all right, you go. Yeah. And, like, you open the door. And I remember seeing you out on the balcony like this yeah, at this, one point. I just had my arms wide, yeah. just taking in the energy. <laughs> and then, which, and I was there, like, smiling, just watching you going, oh, that was really cool. And then I was like, oh, it's a bit chilly out there. <laughs> yeah, and, then, cool. and then, and you were out for a while. And then I went somewhere. And then when I came back, I was fucking freezing. Because oh, I, yeah. I was literally, like... On the sofa, curled up, like kind of just like a little ball, and uh, and then you came in and you walked off for a bit, and I was like in and out, and I just kept getting colder and colder, and then at one point I was like, I could see the blanket on the floor, and I was like, oh. I did come back I, in, I, I you crawled, I crawled over, and I was like just cocooned myself with this fucking blanket. Yeah, you did, and uh, oh, yeah, it was a, like it was completely different. Mine was really internal, but there was still so much going on, and people were moving around. Yeah. You were kind of checking up on people, so. For me, like I was, it was really internal. I saw quite a lot of things, but they never. It didn't feel quite as conclusive as the last one. Like yeah. I felt like I was heading somewhere, and then before I kind of found the revelation, something happened. It would pull you, like Mark yeah. had. <laughs> 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 and then I'd just be there, and I'm like, 
What's oh, going on? Dear. So yeah, I, I, I was going to say actually, like I, I would love to do another one with you, in, uh, not too long in, in the future because oh, I didn't the, get what um, I needed. Yeah, that, uh, I didn't have to get anything, so. Um, maybe you can come over mine when yeah. we can do that because again it can be like a, a quite a, a chilled environment because yeah. um, that's the hard thing isn't it it's finding the, the right setting and, the, and well, this isn't a knock to Mark um, or Lee at all no I, I, in fact I, I it was an unf- I think it was actually now in hindsight an unfair setting to put those two into and what I should have done really is we the best way is to solo it with somebody mm-hmm. on both each time. So like I took you through and, and just shamaned you through it. I should have done that with yeah. Lee especially. Yeah, that was it would be so much easier for, for both of them well, really. Mark, Mark for... had no, other than the throwing up, he had no negative thing no. from it. If anything, he tried to downplay it. Yeah. Saying like, oh, nothing really happened. But I definitely know he had some breakthroughs in his, like he definitely went into the quiet space, but his mind, because when I went up and checked on him, dude, he was, he was yeah. Darth Vader in it, like yeah. gone. He was so I think he did have some internal benefit to it. I think he had some thought processes that went on there. Whether he embraced them or not, I don't know. Uh probably chances are probably not, but at least it will have maybe opened some questions for him or something. But with Lee, I think what's really frustrating for me is I really wanted him I really wanted him to get this to this root of his anxiety so that he could because it's so freeing. When you find the root cause of something that's that's been a hindrance in your life it's an immediate culling of that feeling. Like it's, mm. it is so like it, it napalms that motherfucker because once you know the root cause of that feeling, you no longer need to worry about it because you know what's causing it. Like it's, yeah. it's, it's killing it at the root. Yeah. It is it genuinely is like fucking years of therapy it, in a, in, in a, it, in it a few really hours. is. And he just, because, and that's why I wish I could have just stayed with him because this is, uh, this is heartbreaking thing. It gets me like, at the beginning of the trip, when he was doing great in the meditation, I just I was next to him because I was on this, this like chaise longue sofa, part of the sofa, right next to him where he was on the floor on the mattress. And I just ran over and, and, and held his arm and I said, remember, you're in a safe place, surrounded by people that care for you, and I am right here. And I grabbed his hand with my hand. I said, mm-hmm. I'm right here. And when he was in the kitchen, he said that he would reach out for my hand mm-hmm. and then remember I wasn't there. Yeah. And I just feel like if I was there... I could have grabbed his hand and been like, you are all good, man. Yeah. Come out, let it go. And he would have been able to go. And I feel like I let him down on that because I kept bouncing, trying to check people. And I should have focused on him because yes, Mark had kept, removed himself, but he was fine up the stairs. Like yeah. if anything, he quietened his, his, his journey. You were good. Yeah. And but- at that point, I feel like <clears throat> I was selfish and went and lay down for myself. And I think what I've learned is go with my gut because yeah. my gut was, don't leave him here. Yeah. But then when he said, no, no, I, I'm all right here. I'm all right here. I'm not going to move. I then took the thing of, I took the out. I took the out. Yeah. I took the easy way. I, I, should, I should have sat I one. think as well that you, you know, don't be too harsh on yourself because you, you've just taken an incredibly powerful I know. <laughs> hallucinogenic uh, psychedelic drug. Yeah. So you're not in a position where everything, it's not straightforward for you. No. And I, like I felt... Like, I should try and do something, but I literally was not capable of, like, getting up. Like, everyone else was out of the trip, and I was still in, wasn't well, yeah, I? Yeah, like yeah, you, you were in there. Like, well, that was, the, that was because of the dose of the serum, you see. Yeah. So you it, see the benefit of the length of what yeah. you got. It took me It took me a long time to get in, but then I was in for quite a long time after, yeah. and I was... And even when I got up, I only got up because 
everyone else was up and about and they'd been there for a while and I'd gone multiple times and I'm like, fucking hell, I should probably, I was, I was like, normally, I should probably like go and, <laughs> well, go normally and talk the end of the to trip, I mean, we go eat food and something and it tastes amazing, doesn't it? You know, like it's a real part of it, like the end of it, you're going to have the food and it's amazing, you sit and you chat. That was all kind of lost because like we couldn't enjoy our journey and talking about it because the other two had like not had this great time. Yeah. And so the, the, the basics, the basis of it is, is, group sessions are not easy they're not i thought they would be better than not because yeah. i thought having more people in a room doing something together would give camaraderie yeah. and all that kind of like team team essence it doesn't there's a lot yeah because there's a lot of different energies going on yes and when you're in such an altered state where it's it's impossible to tell you when until you've done it but just the fact that colours become more vibrant, you can imagine how emotions start to feel. Everything is magnified to an extreme level. You become incredibly yeah. sensitive to your surroundings and things that are going on. So when somebody's having a bad time, that's really impactful. Mm. Um, and it makes me really respect the, you know, when you see people going off for these, uh, like where they do it in like Mexico and they've got like a shaman oh, yeah. who will go take them through it. Obviously, but they're super experienced. I've watched this though. Yeah. They do each person individually. And they sit with them. And because they're smoking it, it's only 15 minutes. Right. They still, well, unless it's the ayahuasca stuff. Mm -hmm. The ones in Mexico, it's, a, it's the they're smoking, the 5-MEO. So it's it's quick in. It's like two big inhales and they're, they're gone. They're gone, yeah. And then um, it's like 15 minutes and they, they sit with them with their hands on their chest. And they do the feathers around them and all the stuff. I feel like that would have been better for Lee. Oh, 100%. But this is the thing that I don't like, you see. I feel like now I've turned him away from it. Yeah. That's why I feel bad. Because I feel like, it, honestly, I'm just like, I'm, it's so healing. It's so healing. And not everyone, like, it's tough. I've been through the tough trip. I know the people have been through the tough trips, but they've done like five, six, seven more afterwards. And, that, mm. and it's been amazing. You know, so I just, I just really hope I don't put him off something that could really be beneficial for him. Yeah. Yeah. So. Fingers crossed. He kind of keeps an open mind. I know he did say that, oh, I probably won't try it again. But um, I'd like to think if he, a little bit more time elapses, because this was obviously yes. moments after it had yeah. happened, like a few hours, um, he might he might consider it in a in a different situation, and like I said, one on one and potentially via the vape. So it is he hasn't he got knows. to worry. It's, it's only five, minutes. ten, fifteen yeah. minutes. Because I swear when we did it, it was like it wasn't even ten minutes, was oh, it? No, but, you did the light one. It was literally ten minutes. Yeah. And and that was a very different experience for me because I, I didn't go anywhere at all with the uh Yeah, it was just give, it was that, just visuals. Again, I, was just like, I think oh. that was clever that we did that. Because it gave you because you only you you Harris can't so if you're at a ha if you have a house with a garden and a garden gate going into the house is breaking through on your trip. That's the one where you're inside. When you did the vapes, you stood at the garden gate and looked into the garden. Yeah. But uh, that's the equivalent. So you had all the visuals and this a perception of the idea of what it was yeah. visually. So because you had that, it prepared you. Yeah. There was no shock value to any visual coming your way. Yeah. Because there is a sensation as well, isn't there? It's a, it's a, that true. a yeah, physical that sensation, sensation yeah. which is hot. Like there's nothing else that does that. Like I've never felt that physical sensation in any other... It's, in any other context, and I can't really put my finger on it. What it is? It's almost like does you as you breathe out and exhale the vapor, your body suddenly gets lighter, and there's almost a fizz that goes through your body. It's mm -hmm. really, and that's 
a similar feeling to what happens as you're going in yeah. through the trip. So because you've had that sensation, oh yeah, I've been here before. Yeah. If you've had that, I've been here before, you don't have the anxiety about it. Like, oh, I've been here before. Yeah. Yeah. So even even though it takes you deeper or for longer, again, you, you've kind of had a, a real gentle, it's like, you know what I mean? The first time you ever have alcohol, if you just absolutely got slaughtered, you're probably not going to have a great time. Well, look at the people who hate whiskey. Yeah. And why is it they hate whiskey? Because yeah. they've had Jack Daniels and Coke, yeah. downed it, downed it, and now they hate whiskey. Well, that's like saying you, you hate burgers because you had some shit bur- a burger van burger and got food poisoning. Yeah. Like, you don't, you don't hate burgers when you go to a beautiful restaurant and have the gourmet burger. Yeah. Yeah, so it is. I, it's just about how, kind of how that experience went. Yeah. But I think that was also really insightful for you in terms of, because something you're really passionate about and something that you kind of want other people to experience. And I'm obviously a lot newer to it than you are. But for me, I thought, okay, this is quite interesting. It's a learning experience about the actual drug itself and, yeah. and a little bit more um, about how it, how it feels to different people, how important context is, which is also for a kind of new from smoking weed. Like, you know, the um, the setting, the environment is really, really important, especially anything that does alter your, mm. you know, alter your state. Um, and there is a little bit of overlap from smoking weed, I suppose. There, there um, is more than I expected because I'd never, I'd never smoked weed until really properly, like as in the only times I'd used it was to like help me sleep. Yeah. So I'd never smoked it to enjoy being high from weed. Um, till you brought it around that one night in the dry in the dry vape thing, yeah. And I'd never done a dose that high because you didn't realize it was as strong as it was. <laughs> so, you, so I had more than I expected, and I couldn't. I like dissociated from my limbs and body at one point, and I was like, as and there was things happening like the uh, the time lapse thing, yeah. like the chunks of time that we just jump. I was like, oh, damn, this is a bit like this is a bit. This happens on the DMT when you're going in. And I didn't realize there was this kind of link between the two. But because I'd been there on the DMT, I didn't freak out at all on the weed, even though I'd basically not overdosed, but overdosed in what I was expecting. Yeah, you definitely went in a lot harder than oh, I thought. Oh, wait, like double harder. They did tell me it was strong, but I was like, yeah. You, yeah. You, like People tell you that all the time. You're like, <laughs> no one's like, oh, yeah, this is piss weak. No, yeah. like, no one ever but says that. I knew. I knew it was way stronger than you expected when I looked over at you and I was like, Dude, I'm really high. And I looked at you and you, at what you must have thought was a normal head turn speed, went like this. And that, now you've looked at me. And then you went, bottom lip over top lip. I was like, oh no, lose super high. I am in space. Because I knew when I looked at you and you were you were that high, I was like, oh, he's underestimated this. But it didn't make me do anything but laugh. Yeah. Because all the sensations I was having, I'd already had more yeah. of than in the DMT. So in that, that just made me laugh then. And then I started playing with it. Yeah. And whenever you're in a playful mood with anything like this, which is the game, you have to remember when you go in, life is a game. It's to be played. And the same as when you're on a trip, it's to be playful. The point is, is to go in and play with it, whether it's play with it to see how you can scare yourself mm-hmm. or test your limits, whatever it is, but you control, you can control how Yeah. you can. Yeah. You can, you don't get the choice of, of exactly what it is. You're going to see, feel, hear, whatever, but you can choose the situation. Like if it's overwhelming, you can choose to reduce the overwhelming and move on. Yeah. You just have to embrace it, let it go and it will move. So again, if you resist, it will persist. And this is the same shit in life. 
if you resist something, it's never going to change. If you know, don't face it, don't let it go. If you, if it's like you've put simple things like with road rage, like yeah. don't let it go, let it burn up inside you. It develops into anger, hate. You chase someone down, you get into a fight. When that all you could have just go, just just yeah, let it go, taking a breath and let like it go. And that whole situation would have just bypassed you and you'd have carried on to the next probably better situation. Yeah. Shall I uh, say a few things that I actually saw? Well, oh yeah, go on then. Because he hasn't actually told me. Because we were so busy trying to like. Yeah, no. I didn't. Oh, that was as well. The next day, like it was so <clears> so <throat> so heavy on on Lee and that he was like, oh, "Boys, I'm not even going to go out." Because we so myself, Mark, and Lee, we turned up on the motorbikes because it's Wales and Wales is great for riding in. And the weather was, you know, it was it was pretty decent. It was overcast, but it was not raining. And if it's not raining, bikes are out. And um, so we were going to go on a ride the next day, and Lee was like, oh, "I'm not going to, I'm not going to go," because he started to doubt himself. You see, so this is another thing that irritated me about it is, rather than him coming out like a, you know, in this positive, like, "Oh, look what I've done," it almost beat him down a little bit because he was upset that he didn't get what he needed. What he needed, but I kept trying. Oh, there was a point I forgot to mention that in the story uh, before I, I was going to say it, and I forgot. I went in and sat with him for over an hour, mm. just talking to him. To when like. I left you for a while and there before I came out and went on the balcony. Yeah. And I was in there talking to him, trying like like I did with you, asking like, what are you seeing? What are you doing? And um he was like, It's just all moving, it's overwhelming, it's too fast, I'm trying to relax. But then every time I try and relax, it gets overwhelming. So then I pop out and then I'm thinking, Oh, relax, and it gets overwhelming, and I pop out. I said, like, Okay, so you can see you're in a loop. And so, and so I was saying, So now you know you're in a loop, yeah? And he's like, Yeah. So I said, So you can control that loop now. You know that if it starts to build up, let it go, release it, let it go. You are in control of this. And I said, but you, you also have to remember that every time that you break the loop, tell yourself you're in a loop and go back in the loop, you're redirecting it yourself. Mm -hmm. You are in control of all of these things just by the way you're thinking about it. And then the more I talked to him, the more he conversed with me and then the less he remembered he was in a loop. Mm -hmm. So he started for an hour to be absolutely fine. But then when he went back into a loop, he thought he'd been in that loop for the last hour. And I was like, dude, you've just been talking to me for the last hour. Yeah. So through his whole trip, he thought he was in a loop for the entire time. I don't, don't think he was. I think he was gone at points and was coming back out into an overwhelming situation and then mm. was trapped in that, what felt like forever. Yeah. But the reality of it was, I think maybe he was stuck in it for, because he was good for the first 50 minutes. Mm. I think he was probably maybe stuck in this thing for 45 minutes. Yeah. But and, yeah, and when it's so overwhelming. Then, then, then felt the anxiousness carry through afterwards. Yeah. So it, I think with, with the lack of that, that, awareness of time when you're in there it is tricky isn't it to, yeah. to perceive things it really is um it's a motherfucker like what happened then so he did go out with you after oh so yeah so uh, the next day both mark mark was good though as well because mark was just like no you're coming out like he went yorkshire on him yeah yeah no went, no choice you're yeah coming out. coming out bloody out so we we i made him eat a croissant which we bought the night before yeah. i mean two croissants and some chocolate milk in him um, just trying to get some sugars in and stuff like that. Yeah. Trying to get his, like, because we didn't have any electrolytes or anything there, which we should have probably bought. Um, and then obviously we went out for the ride and he was absolutely dandy, like, for the day. Yeah. So he was fine. But it was just, he was trapped in this mindset of, like, a being in a fail point. Yeah. And I was just like, you haven't failed. I said, not if anything. I said, sometimes these trips are what you need to realize that you can get through this shit. Mm -hmm. And then when he came out on the ride, I said, see, you were fine. You were going to not do this. He was yeah. like, yeah, you're right. Yeah. And I mean, he's absolutely sweet. And we went out for lunch. He was great. Good. Well, he just, I think he felt disappointed in himself because he felt like he let himself down and he thought, he thought he'd let me down. I was like, what, you want a crazy? Yeah. I was like, if, I want, I'm the, it's the other way, if anything, bro, I should have stayed with you a bit more. And, you know, so it was just a whole cyclic thing of just him getting trapped in this um, negative mindset. And that's what it will do to you, though. I mean, there's no, 
guarantee no with these things we have great times and see amazing things but there's going to be some bad ones we've put work in there to get kind of like that you've put work in with the meditation everything like that prior Mm. and um i think i in a weird way don't want a bad one but i know that one's going to happen so i kind of want to tick it off but they're never bad though it's like it's never it's just an it's more of a you know you're more you're more trapped i know but everyone can say it's bad and i don't want to put people off because like the only time I think these things are going to be terrifying is if you do a massive dose and you have no experience with them. Yeah. And then everything that you see and everything that happens to you is going to be overwhelming because it's new. Yeah. But if you ease your way in sensibly, start low, build your way up and build your way in, be in a good surrounding with good people, good environment, managed, everything is you know calculated. The, the only thing we say bad is a bad wrong word, tough. Yeah. Some trips will yeah. challenge you. Well, I looped the first the, time, didn't I? They're often the best ones. Yeah, I looped the first yeah, time, you, and you, you told me, you, you know, you're in a loop, and I was like, yeah, I'm okay. I'm yeah, all right yeah, with it. I'm just staying in it and see how long it goes. Yeah, said, I was like, yeah, I'm all right with this. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I kind of want to have one of those ones that is more challenging in a weird way, so I can then, I can know what it's going to be like, so then... I've, I've got something to compare to. Yeah. So, because this is something that, you know, I think I'll probably be doing for quite a long time on and off. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Might be months apart, but I'll probably be doing this for as long as is reasonable for me to well, do so. Well, you'll know when you don't need it after a while. Yeah. Like, and apparently, some, <clears throat> there are times when DMT can shut you out as well. Yeah. A lot of people get shut out. Oh, right. Yeah. They, they, like, they can take um, too much too like frequently. Like substances. Yeah. Um, he took a hero dose on a DMT and it just went, nope. Not for you, sir. No, no more for you right now. Yeah. And he said that he even got the ringing that yeah. before you're about to break through, and then it just went and stopped. And it was like, no, nah, not today. Well, which is hilarious because it's almost like it's a living, working thing through yeah. you. Like it's yeah. just like it is weird. Isn't you don't it? need this right now. I'm not going to let you do it. Yeah, yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. So, what so, did you see on the last one? Then go on. Okay, so we'll finish I'll, the tale on this one. Well, so there was three that were more distinct. One of them has no context at all. No, makes no sense. So I'll t- start with that one just because it was a weird one and very interesting and visual. Is it a cactus-shaped dog toy? It wasn't actually. No. <laughs> so it started off. There was a um, was in this infinite mass of nothing that was like a pinky flesh color, and there was a, a naked woman that was there. And then she elongated into a snake, a flesh-coloured snake. And then the mouth of the snake opened up and then folded back on itself and became a vagina. (laughs) And then I was travelling through the vagina, which then turned into a pink tunnel. But all this this took like quite a little while to happen. It was just like a rebirth? Yeah, yeah. I don't know what it was. It made no sense at all. But then to the womb? Yeah, and then... What's the snake? Well, I mean, you got Adam and Eve, the snake. Maybe, yeah. So that was that was something, and everything was very pink flesh mm. toned. Um, that was very short. It maybe fe- well, I don't know, but it felt like it was only a few minutes. Um, and again, though, this was the music that's playing that takes you different places. And when the song changed, then it changed again. Um, yes. So that was one very bizarre um and not really making any sense now there was another one this one probably maybe a little bit more relevant so it was effectively a so you know when somebody like draws a note in on or draws like a cartoon in the corner of a book and then you can kind of flick through it and it's like yeah flick book uh that's it so this is how i viewed it it was a flick book but it was a three-dimensional flick book yeah so it you know it moved and there was 
Moin and Emma's child that we don't have. We don't, we don't have a child and we don't have any intentions of having a child at the moment. And it started off as a baby and it, it was growing and then it started to walk and run as it was ageing. And literally I was watching this child like run and age from literally a baby to probably about 10 before it got cut out. And each split second was a different scene of a, of a flick book, but the background would change on each one. So, you know, one time the background would be they're at my grandparents' house, then they'd be at the park, then they'd be at school, then they'd be at my house, then they'd yeah. be on holiday. And each one was a different one. And then one scene, it would be a boy, then it would be a girl, then it would not be there. And it was just like super fast as they literally were like aging. And this felt like this felt like it did last. It felt like it was like a day just yeah. watching that like process of, of aging and the infinite variables of who and what they could have been looking slightly different, different hairstyles, but they were still the same. Like you could see their faces were still mine and Emma's. Yeah. Um, and yeah, like I said, the gender changed and then sometimes they just weren't there at all. It was just a blank. It was like a, a blank yeah. background. They were just like, there was just an empty park. And that was oh, yeah, like so there was still an environment. There was still there. an environment, no but there was no child. Um, and it was almost just like flicking through this, like this, these like possibilities of of like uh, going forward. It was really interesting. I I, I didn't get it. I didn't get any kind of conclusion. Same as what I'd mentioned before. I didn't get any conclusions on any of this. But uh, it was definitely something that was visually amazing. Um, made me think about kids. I suppose it didn't necessarily make me want kids but possibilities yeah i think it just opened me up because i think for so long i've been like no in my head i'm just like no that's not me um and then maybe it just i so i know a lot of people over the years well, that... isn't the serpent a sign of awakening because he the serpent is depicted as being the one that helps them adam and eve eat the apple mm. from the tree. Now there is a whole thing between the Adam and Eve and the snake thing of there's some basis to it that from where the story comes, but I can't remember off the top of my head of researching, yeah. but the snake symbolizes because he's the one, he's not a bad guy. He's making them eat the apple so that they, be, because the apple makes them aware of what God is doing. Yeah. Build it, it gives them awareness, yeah. doesn't it? And they get kicked out of the garden as a result of it. So they've got the snake being, you know, awareness of, Maybe you're coming to a point where a child could be an option or maybe, you know, you should, something you should be thinking about a little bit more yeah. because we've had a lot of things going on in the world at the moment, haven't we, where like businesses have been threatened, everything's been threatened, but there's this certainty of, you know, reproduction is, yeah. Yeah, is always going to be there and that can only be threatened by the fact that you don't think about it yeah. until it's too late. Yeah, Yeah, just don't do it. Okay, and then I'll, I'll finish up the, the last one. Last one's a, a fairly quick one, and I, I, I'm probably more aware of why this one popped up. But um, so literally the day before, yeah, it was the day before um, we went off to do the trip. I've it's been going on over the last couple of weeks, but I've been helping my grandparents sort out their will, um, and I was there with the guy, and they were help like because it's a load of legal stuff and power of attorney. So if they're in a position where they're not able to make decisions for themselves. Yeah. Um, I make the decisions for them, uh, as well as like any financial decisions. Like it's stuff that I do already for them. I arrange. I sort all their bills out. I sort everything. But like, I have to always pass the phone on to them, and they'll be like, "Yes, I'll let my grandson oh, do it." Yeah. It basically just allows me to handle that 
because it's basically everything that I'm doing already, it'll just like streamline that process for me. Um, and then obviously, again, if they're ever in a position where they kind of aren't capable of, yeah. of you know, doing whatever they need to do for whatever reason, I can just make those decisions as well as, yeah, all the will. So their mortality has been something that's been kind of something that we've been very, like, uh, very, I don't know, it's just been very... Prominent. Prominent, yeah, yeah, over the last few weeks, which is not ideal. You know, I was raised my my, my grandparents um, and still see them every week. I see them a lot. And, you know, the fact that my grandma's like 82, it's not great because, like, he's effectively my dad. Yeah. Um, and he's a old as shit. <laughs> and, uh, you know, he's not going to be around forever. And, you know, that, so that was something that's obviously in my, on my mind quite a bit. And I... In, in part of the trip, I was seeing, it was from before I was born, basically, back, back as I remember my granddad when I was very, very young, and it was my nan and granddad together, and they were aging backwards, like everything was in reverse. They were still moving forward, so it's not like everyone was walking backwards yeah. in time. Everyone was still walking forwards, but it was just as if going forwards made you younger, Yeah, and that was how they were going, and my... and. My mom wasn't really in the picture a lot, and they don't really talk, and I haven't seen her for years. Um, and my mom was kind of back there as she was younger, like you know, um, and then kind of getting raised by them. And it was like a, just a, a going back in time, but everything was still moving forwards. And I kind of saw a lot of stuff with my granddad, um, and it was through his. It was more through his um, point of view, a little bit more than my nan's. Uh, and kind of some of the things, I think, you know, you, your parents are your parents or your grandparents are your grandparents and you don't really like analyse them for who they are and all yeah. these le weird little quirks about them and um, I don't know, sometimes you have to have a little bit more distance from them and spend more time with other people and then you look back and you're like, oh right, okay, that's what, you know, you've got these funny little things because you almost don't look at them as human, do you, no. for, for quite a long time? Cause no, they're just, just granddad or... yeah. yeah. And um, I th and like I've been very aware of some of his odd little quirks for a while because he's got fucking loads of them. <laughs> um, and it kind of he's a you know he's got he's a very anxious person. He worries about everything. Every and like he's very negative and he doesn't mean to be. But uh, everything that is said is like, oh, what about it? He never he'll never say he's never you know uh, he he doesn't say anything good about me with my own business or anything. He's just like, I was like, oh, have you seen that the gas prices are going up? Oh, like, and yeah. everything is because it's coming from in his place of like... to care by letting you know. Yeah, and it's just because he's worry. worried about it. Yeah. And it, you know, that's how he is. He's not an adventurous person. He's got some like, he's got social anxiety and he doesn't know that, but he yeah. doesn't know what fucking social anxiety <laughs> is. He just doesn't like going out with people. Yeah. And when he was a kid, like, you know, this is something I found out, he used to fight every day. He would get into fights every day. And, like, it was just a guarantee. He would go out, go, go down the pub, and there'd be a fight. <laughs> and that was just it. And that was his fucking life. And, um, but that's obviously stemming from his, like, kind of fear and anxiety and threat detection through the roof. Yeah. And uh, dealt with that by punching people in the face or getting punched in the face. Um, and I don't know. It's just really weird kind of seeing that and seeing him a lot more human by him being so young, almost to the point of being at my age. And uh, as if, like, you know what I mean? Imagine if you could just go and know your granddad when he was your age. Yeah. Like, you, you could just be a mate. That'd be cool, wouldn't it? Yeah. So you've got a completely different point of view of him. I hope we get to do that. Yeah. Yeah, so it was a, uh, it was really... I, I don't... I waiting, that kind of thing. Yeah, it would be amazing. So it 
it wasn't there was no answers for me um it was maybe just insightful and and i think like you know like there's all, not always an answer i've not always had answers no i've always just been shown something to consider mm. and then drawn conclusions myself sometimes i think it, it maybe just felt uh it maybe just gave me a bit more understanding because also like i fucking love my grandparents so much but they also they're really frustrating because they're old and like you know, and I try and do a lot for them. And it's the same with parents, eh? no yeah, with, yeah, with anybody, isn't it? And uh, there's a lot of frustration that I do carry with him, and I'm way, way, way more patient than I used to be with them. Um, and I think maybe it helped give me a little bit more insight because sometimes I do just want my granddad to just be like happy for me to just be like just do something, but it's almost always manifesting as. Have you seen the gas prices? The Have you seen it? Like, yeah. how much is your insurance? What happens if somebody dies in the... I'm just like, yeah. oh, you know, what? Wait, do you ever, <laughs> yeah. Have you ever thought of anything nice? <laughs> yeah. Which, and like, you know, and I never say anything to him, but in my head it does, it frustrates me. So I think it kind of gave me more insight into why he could be that way. So uh, I suppose that's maybe a conclusion in go. itself, right? Maybe so, yeah. Can't see conclusion two weeks later. Yeah. So, yeah, that was, that was, there was loads of other stuff that was just mindless craziness. Um I think I think we need, we indeed need to do one, yeah. a side by side gone one, like you know, no no carrying needed anymore with you. No, think. no, I don't feel Which like will there allow is. allow me I'm then to happy. have one that's not that has no. It'd make me happier to know that you're able to go through it fully yourself as well without you having to to keep an eye on me because that's something I'm I'm it, you know it doesn't stop me at all, but I'm aware that I'm like oh I'll, like am I a burden? Yeah, 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 kind of. Yeah, yeah. I, was like, I don't, I don't want it to take anything out of it for you either. Yeah, I think so. Well, there you go. So, as always, do drugs, kids. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Well, that was a, a more emotional one than we expected. Um, so there we go. It's good to have you back. Uh, it's good to be back on it the is. Fridays with some whiskey. We've even got the pup downstairs, which has been a, a joy. Mm. The old lump that he is. Boy. Yeah, the big boy. So uh, we're hoping now. So we're going to get intermittently between here and probably down at BCB and stuff like that mm. so that your workload is reduced a little bit and a little bit less travel in your life as necessary. So these we'll keep pumping these out for you guys. But if you have some like topics again, let's get back to this. Topics you want us to cover, you need to put them in the comment sections. You need to message them to us. You need to let us know. Give us some kind of um, pathways to to attack when we come into these. Yeah, and, We uh, go in we blind will. every time, right? Yeah, we, we, oh, we literally turn the mics on, the camera on, and then go, so... Words, yeah, that's, yeah, that's it. And I, I don't know, like some structure is good. I think just having a real loose bit of structure is, yeah, it does, it does help us. Um, we don't want to be too serious all the time either. So we're going to fuck around and I'm going to say inappropriate things as much as possible. Still, so don't worry yeah, about that. Yeah, yeah, so that's yeah. a guarantee. That's, well, yeah, you know when you were thinking about in the, you were talking about the nice thing in the park, mm. and this is literally what we're going to end on because it's just ridiculous and funny. And you went, and sometimes there was no kid there. Yeah, and I immediately, and I reserved myself and saying it, wanted to say. But was there a paedophile in the bushes? It's <laughs> <laughs> lurking. So, <laughs> funnily enough, there was a van in the background <laughs> with sweets. The sweeties and the kids are all gone. <laughs> you had a net too. <laughs> so that's it. I hope you enjoyed this one. Um, let us know again. Comments if you can review us on any site, please do it. Does it makes a massive difference? So leave us uh, star reviews, word reviews, whatever you want to say. Uh, I think you can leave us voice messages if you want to as well. We forgot yeah. to tell you about this all the time, but you can do it. I think if you go on the, there should be a link 
somewhere in the description that allows you to do it. You can leave us a voicemail or you can go on the Anchor website where we're found, which uh, you can also, you can literally leave us a voicemail that we can yeah. listen to and it's saved on the Anchor site. So that'd yeah. be pretty cool. If, if you're on YouTube, like, YouTube, subscribe, comment, all yeah, the good all shit. all the good stuff. And uh, as always, yeah, leave behind what was bad, bring forward what was good and make it a great week. I'll catch you in the next one. Toodle poop. Toodle poop. <laughs> Blackout Central, dude. Hello, yeah. yeah.